I'm your host, Scott. And on this episode, we have a treat. We have a, a double down for you. We have Kenny Marquardt and his wife, Jen, and they are co-owners of Sandpoint Strength and Conditioning in Sandpoint, Idaho. They have owned the gym together for nine years. They have one child and contribute that one child to um, <laughs> some of their success. Welcome to the show, you guys. <laughs> hey, Scott, thanks for having us. Uh, it's really exciting to have a couple on. I've been trying this for a while and um, I couldn't be more excited. I, I And I'm not saying that, just saying that, I mean that. Like my wife and I ran my business together, our I see what I did right there. <laughs> I've already laid the foundation for you to win, Kenny. All right. So, uh, you notice you said that in the past tense. Scott. Yeah. Well, I, we sold our affiliate much. She was very excited. See, I started the affiliate. So I'm going to ask you guys, because I started the affiliate and saying, honey, you won't have to do anything. And before long, she's doing the books. She's doing all the, the reporting, you know, she's, she's got her level one. She's doing coaching. Um, so <laughs> let's just dive right in. Yeah. Were you guys in this to win it together from the very beginning? In a, in a roundabout way, yeah. I mean, not, not roundabout, but we didn't start it together necessarily. We, I, I kind of started the gym with two partners um, and eventually bought them out. But it was mostly me running everything. And she provided the stability of a more full-time corporate job with benefits and all the things that are kind of nice to have when you uh, when you when you're in an entrepreneurial venture to have some of the especially as, yeah. as you're a young family and looking to the future with you know we not a lot of savings or or uh, safety nets in there that was the, that was our safety net at the time but like from the very beginning when we I can tell you exactly where we were when we kind of had this dream together we were on a hike in Santa Barbara we were doing the inspiration point hike and we were talking about how living the corporate life in Santa Barbara and, and getting in that rat race and, and raising our kid in that environment was not what we wanted to do. And I had a passion for fitness. She had a passion for nutrition and we both wanted to, to see a different part of the country. And uh, we kind of figured let's move, let's start a business together. I'll do the fitness. You do the nutrition thing. Yeah. And then it morphed into something a little bit different where we found some partners. And so Kenny kind of took that on and, I didn't feel like I had a place in that. And I think I needed to go get the job that was going to yeah, help us get to that point. So I did that for gosh, a long time, like in one, in one way or another, yeah, five years, about right? five years until I actually came on board full-time at the gym. So how did you feel? You know, you guys had this dream together, which is really cool. Yeah. The hike, the moment is the aha, like, Hey, let's make a life shift. Let's move. Let's do yeah. that. And then you get there and the dream shifts a little bit and you're going back into a corporate or corporate gig. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, that was really hard for me. Um, and there were moments like I kind of played around in a few different jobs up here and I had a job that I really loved and then the company went bankrupt. And so I went from having a job that I really loved while Kenny was doing something he really loved to then all of a sudden scrambling and kind of being in something that ending up in a job that was like, I was not passionate about at all. And I think those three years were the most tough because the gym was starting to do well. Kenny had some freedom and flexibility and I was kind of in that, you know, 10 vacation hours and a newborn. And like, that was, I think, one of the most challenging parts of our marriage for sure. And this venture. Yeah, Sorry, I think there's a little more exploration. Oh, yeah. So, so it was, so yeah, I was, to be fair, moving to Idaho, I think was, we both, that was a commute, that was a mutual, like we really wanted to do that. Yeah. But then I got here and was like, wait, I can hunt, I can fish, I can run around, I can do all these things. And I'm kind of a solitary, I don't mind that. I'm, I'm more introverted and, and Jen's definitely on the other side of the spectrum. So, so we had that. So I was kind of like off to the races doing these things. And then, and then, so she's working for this company who, at which point or during which she gets pregnant or we get pregnant um, she goes on maternity leave and there was the day you came back from maternity leave that they announced they were, they were bankrupt and she no longer had a job there. So it's like yeah. all this like tumultuous, like it was, it was a rough. And during maternity leave, I had been promoted and they gave me like my dream job. So I was like, so excited. I'm like, I'm going to come back from like having this kid and then I'm going to be doing something that's creative and just fueled everything. And then it just all got ripped away. Wow. 
I'm living the dream. I'm having that time in my life. (laughs) So I'm a new mom with no job and we still need me to be working, you know, or like we still have co-owners at this point. So we, you know, so that was hard. Yeah, it was a rough, real rough. Yeah, it was. And that, you know, as far as like running and she had, she was, of course, you know, had a, a contribution to a lot of contribution to the gym. And so we are running a business together, but she's doing something else. But in any case, like this is, this is some dark times and that's a hard, that's hard on a marriage period. And then I've got, we've, we've got, it's just a lot. It was yeah. like, there was some really, you know, we talked, I think a little bit last time, I think that the title of the podcast we did last time was living the dream, but there's been some nightmare like situations on the way to where things have gotten today. It, it was a tough road. And especially for, for you, I think it was you, Jen, it was not as yeah, but I think it pulls back to now. I mean, there is literally not, a, I will like get emotional about this, but there is literally not a day that goes by that I'm not like incredibly grateful for the position that we're in and the flexibility that we have and the way we get to impact people's lives every day because there were so many years where that's like literally all I wanted to be able to do. So, yeah, we, we, don't, we don't tell the story often enough of when, when we're talking about gyms that have reached this place and other other gym owners are looking in through a lens and, it, and it's the lens is in in now time right but if we kind of pull that lens back and and looked at every successful gym owner you're gonna see lots of tears you're gonna see the you know blood sweat and tears literally in in this line of work um but to also discuss what happens in a in a relationship as that, as that unfolds, there are quite a few gym owners that share with their spouse. And I think this is a highly untalked about thing that needs to be talked about. So your dream job is presented to you. It's not like you had any different level of hormones or emotional things going on, right? They're just super even, you know, and that's, you just, Right. I can't, I mean, I, I can't imagine. And so you, literally the day you go back or the day you're it's like, yeah, I'm back from maternity leave and the rumors started, there was like a, so it was like a, you know, publicly owned company. The rumors started, there was an article in the wall street journal. And then I think it was two weeks from that point that we actually figured out that I would be losing my job. Okay. So there was a little transition time, but not, not enough. Um, no. And so you, you went and found another position at a different company out of need? Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, let's just talk about everything, shall we? So in between like losing my job and then going to another corporate job, I actually started a business, <laughs> a food business. I was like, well, maybe I'll do like a paleo meal delivery. Like I had the entrepreneurial spirit again, we had other owners. So there was no spot for me in the gym at that point. So I did that for nine months and running a food business with a newborn is uh, not something I'd recommend. Yeah. That's a really difficult business to be in. Um, I know people that do it. I knew some people that I know some people do it successfully, but I know a lot of people who don't. Uh, What was the biggest challenge with that? You know, I think now having the background of two brain and everything, it's like, well, I was doing everything on my own, like literally shopping and field prepping and delivery. And, you know, I, all the things, and I then also trying to be a mom and a wife and it just fell. I mean, the business actually did okay, but I just burn out. Right. Right. So then I went, yeah. So then I decided, okay, I just need to go get something steady. And I think at that point, we were starting to explore the idea of buying out our partners. Yep. And Kenny kind of said, I need you to do this for like, we need like maybe three more years, three to five. And that felt like a lot, but you know, I found something and the people were great. It just, the industry wasn't something that lit me up, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. At Level Method, we're constantly searching for ways to make your life as a gym owner easier. And that's why we created our social media service that makes you look like you're putting in tons of hours or paying someone an arm and a leg. Get six professional themed text and image posts each week 
four weeks at a time. Check out levelmethod.com social for more info. So at this point, you don't have a lot of say in the business, I'm guessing, because it's Kenny and partners or, or you and Kenny communicating a lot and co-working through those things. Or how did that relationship work at that point? I think I was his sounding board for frustration. Probably, <laughs> I mean, to be totally honest, right. um, you know, partnership is hard enough when you're married and you're both benefiting for something, but to have a pot being like spread out by three different people and trying to make, you know, decisions was really, really tough. And so um, I felt like I had a kind of like a 10,000 foot view of what was going on in the business. But like, if you had asked me at that point, like, Hey, can you step in and do something? Like I had no technical knowledge of what was going on. Yeah. Right. right. And this started with your dream of doing some nutrition work in the, the business itself. That was the yeah. dream starting out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, when we were sitting around our, I remember making vision boards at our kitchen table in Santa Barbara. And that's like, it was a fitness and nutrition business. Like that was yeah. what we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So talk me through um, just you guys coping through the, this tough transitional times um, and when, when the buyout happened, when you guys became sole owners and how was there a transition of Jen where you started to kind of infuse, be more and more infused in the business and still working at corporate? Like talk, walk us through that timeline. Yeah, for sure. So that was, I mean, I think you. this is a story I think you should tell as far as what you were doing and how this kind of came about as far as your transition. Oh yeah. Well, you can tell, why don't you talk through the ownership piece of it? Sorry, in regards to your- Oh, so- you're just talking about um, like how we transitioned to buying the business and then. Oh yeah. yeah. So that, I think that was the, the transition to buying the business, I think became like, we started seeing that. Like, I think that that became more real as we saw Jen's passion for nutrition and that being an aspect of the business and getting more, like, I think her and I kind of became more of a team in that way toward with that, you know, like, with the vision that we had in mind. And then like, you know, no pun intended from what her previous thing was, but there's too many cooks in the kitchen. And it was kind of like, well, you want to go here. I want to go here. He wants to go there. She wants to be a part of it. Like, it was just a lot. And I think that we talked about this a little bit on our last, the last uh, thing together, but it was not, you know, one of the things I would recommend for people is like trying to keep as much emotion and, and personality out of your negotiations with things, because there's so much like, you know, when we did our buyout, I think it did get, it got real, it got real contentious and it was really hard and it, but it wasn't really like everybody had that has their point of view. And it was just kind of this, like, Hey, look, I need to go this way. You want to go this way. So let's just, let's just split and do this amicably. And, um, so we eventually did that over, over time. And then it was kind of off to the races in a way, as far as where I think we were headed slow races. I think we were still two years out from you coming on full time. Three. Yeah. yeah. But I think what, you know, what was kind of happening is I would see this momentum with the gym, you know? And so my background is like marketing and, um, you know, all the creative things. And so, you know, I'm starting to like build emails and build the website out and like do that. And meanwhile, I'm working in a position where I'm helping somebody else grow their business. Like I'm in business development for another business. And, and I just remember having all these moments of like, God, I'm doing this for someone else. Like, wouldn't it make sense for me to just be doing this for us? But, you know, when you're making a really good salary, it's so hard to just like take that jump and that, that leap. And, so I think I was definitely more like, we should go for this. Like, we should totally do this. I can't like, you know, I put a, I know that if I have a task, like I will achieve it. Like you give me, you give me room. I will, I will make it happen. And I think Kenny was really nervous like that, you know, we went from like to go from having the safety net to feeling like everything was on him because this was his baby, you know? And so even though I think he wanted to trust us working together, I think for him to get to that point of like, 
feeling okay taking all of that on was hard. Yeah. Is for that sure. accurate? Oh yeah, I was yeah. terrified. I remember we had a lot of arguments and you know, it wasn't probably fair because it was our our um, you know, communal dream for me to have to be selfish about that. But it was like this, hey, wait, if we're making this amount, of, we're making I know how much money we're making from this gym. You coming on board is going to be that now we're both making this income. Like, are you comfortable with that? And, you know, we like to travel. We like to do certain things. It's not like we don't live a lavish life, but we want to, you know, I didn't want to go back to how it was in the beginning where you're scraping everything together, hoping you can maybe get some sort of profit distribution every quarter. And so that was really scary to me. And, um, you know, that I think segues a little bit into how you can make that leap gracefully Yeah. and how to recognize, you know, every, there's a lot to talk about here, I think, but as far as like bringing an employee on, whether it's your spouse or not, that employee should be, that should represent an increase in, they should produce for you, you know, in one way or another, they should produce. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't just be bright bringing people on to, to, to raise your payroll up and, and to make it a charity thing. But, and I think that I lost view of that. I didn't recognize how much value she was going to be bringing on nothing. It wasn't personal. It wasn't like, I didn't think she was capable, but my mindset of that was like, Hey, we have this much money to split now not a, Hey, you're going to bring on, bring all this to the table and, and, you know, multiply our, our, uh, ability by that much. Yeah. And this was like pre two brain too. So I, I think now looking back, like if I was, we were going to give another couple advice on how to do this, it's like set clear goals. Like I think I would get frustrated because Kenny would just kind of like I felt like I was being dangled along, you know, it's like, well, maybe in a year, maybe in three years. And I had no like end date insight. And so that made doing what I was doing so hard because I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to end up in this career for, I'm going to blink and it's going to be 10 years and I'm going to have missed the opportunity, you know? Right. Yeah. So setting a, like a, a firm date with really solid goals, um, is kind of what you were missing at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So here's some, some actionable advice on that. I think is like, is figuring out what you're going to hire for. Like, so we talked about a lot of two range roles and tasks. Okay. So who's doing what and what's their title and what are they responsible for? And like, you really need to hire your spouse. Like you need to look at that as like, not a, not a, Hey, let's bring this person on because it's our business and they can help out around their, their gym helper outer and pick her up from the slack. It's, Hey, I need to hire. We needed a sales and marketing person and we needed a nutrition uh, side of the business that we really weren't taking advantage of. And to have looked at it from that perspective, uh, I think would have been super helpful to say, Hey, why don't we hire you, Jen, we're going to hire Jen as our sales and marketing director in sales or our, sorry, in, in, uh, nutrition coach. And that's how this is going to make sense. And this is the amount of revenue that we're going to be able to produce from these things. And that's how this will, will pencil out. And then also to know as the person being hired, just like I would be in any other job, right? It's like, these are the things that I am responsible for. And if I don't produce on this, right, then I'm going to be held accountable and I might not have a job. You're fired. So, but, but I mean, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's no. a worthwhile conversation to have because I think there's like, I think our previous perspective was not that you thought I was going to be dead weight, but that like, you weren't seeing the value in what I could bring. And now looking at it, it's like every time we hire someone, we don't have the, it's not like this is going to cost us as much. Our perspective is this is going to make us X amount. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people when in, in this industry in general, a lot of people just go to hire and don't really look at the, the outcome. It's just like, I need help. That's the thought. I need help. And it's reactive and they find someone they like and they put them in a role. And sometimes it's horrible. Sometimes it's a great mix. Then we also um, see, I'm sure you see this both a lot is gym owners who hire coaches and then like, oh, you can clean too. And you can do childcare when you're not coaching and all those things like what a horrible idea. (laughs) A hundred percent. Yeah, it pulls that person in so many different directions. Right. Um, and I think one of the most like productive things we did when I surprise quit my job. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> we should talk about that. Yeah. But um, was literally sit down with a mentor like on my first day at the business 
and come up with our roles and tasks. Yeah, yeah, yep. absolutely. So the, I wanna ask, I'm gonna write it down because I wanna ask you a different question. I want you to tell us about surprise quitting your job. <laughs> You want me to tell you that? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I had been at my current position for, or my previous position for like three years at this point, And I was, I was frustrated. Like I was just feeling super unfulfilled. I was feeling like I just kind of groundhog's day every single day. I had achieved kind of what I was going to achieve there. And I felt like I wasn't doing a great job for them either because I just, wasn't passionate about it. And that's a crappy way to feel like that. And I, it sucks because I think so many people live their lives in that until they're 60 and they retire. And that just, that sucks. So, um, the business was starting to, Kenny had gone through the incubator with two brain. The business was starting to make some money and I'm kind of seeing us stock things away and being like, okay, well, when is going to be a good time for me to leave? And I was, in a meeting and somebody else in the business had quit to move on to something else. And they were talking to me about kind of what my roles were going to be given these new circumstances. And they said to me, what do you think about that? And I literally, I, I, I don't even know how this happened. I found myself saying, I'm thinking about leaving. (laughs) Like just, and then I would love to see the look on my face because I'm sure I was like, what the heck did I just say? And, but that was the best thing ever because we would have never, like, I just think my gut knew exactly what we needed to do. And I knew that we would just go round and round and round trying to make it be perfect. And that wasn't really the answer. We just needed to jump, just like we jump with everything else. And so I got out of that meeting. I'm shaking, like uncontrollably. I get in the car and I call Kenny, I think like four times, pick up the phone, pick up the phone. So I just quit my job. Surprise. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what you said, but I knew you were trying to be kind, but also I can't not imagine all the things that were going through your head. Cause this is like the opposite of how Kenny likes to do things. Right. You know? Right. But they were, so we kind of let the desk settle. And then my boss came back to me and said, okay, well, we really don't want you to leave. Like, what do you want? And I said, well, I don't want to work in the office anymore. And I only want to work like 15 to 20 hours a week. I want flexibility. And they said, okay. Oh, right on. So, and that's such a good lesson to ask for what you need. You know, like you, everybody assumes that like, just because you're in a certain role or job, like it's so boxed in. And that's not the truth. It's like, if you're doing a good job, most people will want to keep you for as long as they can to give them time to come up with another solution as well. So it worked great because I was able to work part-time for them and part-time for for the business for like eight months and prove to Kenny that like, I was absolutely going to pull my weight. And then that was like a much easier transition. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, so Jen transitions in, I'm going to ask a really difficult question. I'm not quite sure who should answer it. (laughs) Uh, and it's a setup for it could, it could be great or it could be bad, but I, I got to know when did you see the return on her role being implemented into the gym? Honestly, almost immediately. immediately. Yeah, I, almost immediately. Yeah, it really was. Like we went through the, there's so two rain, we have a marketing or two brain is a marketing program. And she went through that almost, she went through that right away. Um, started running that, which I'm so there's a couple things like, like what you've probably gathered from this conversation is that like, I'm a planner, she's a dreamer. And both of those have short, the, both of those have, have upsides and downsides yeah. and to, to complement your partner, like both in work. And so she runs nutrition. I've always been more fitness, like to understand each other's sides, but not really meddle in them and like let, and, and to, to kind of counterbalance that other person is a really, really, really valuable thing. And if you've already found your partner, like hopefully you're like that. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> but, but be aware of that before. And so, so point being is like, 
or we're coming back to the to the answer is I'm terrible at sales. Like I just am. Like I am horrendous. I I've, I've fired myself from sales so many times. And then every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do a notice of intro today. And I go in and I did one the other day and I texted her right after I said, I'm fired again. Like this He's is like, ridiculous. I tried to talk the people out of joining the gym. Like they were interested in nutrition. And I told them, let's not talk about that, right? Oh now. yeah, let's but just put your money back in your wallet. Nah, what is whatever. So anyways, it's a, it's the counter, the, having the, that different sides of thing, having the um, complementary personalities and interests is really, really, really important, I think. And he's so good at like taking my big dream and then being like, okay, well, here's how we're going to get here. And we need to think about this, this, and this. So quite often marriage is work. And people were, are attracted because they do have different strengths and they have different, you know, you, you're a planner and Jen, you're a visionary and probably one of you is a little more type A than the other and all these little different things. A lot of times that's what gets people married in the first place. That's what, why they're attracted to each other. They kind of, that yin and, yin and yang, if you will. But the, um, how does that work in business when, you know, you're on the same you're on the same journey. Now you're mixing relationship with professional boundaries as well. It's super easy. <laughs> Wait, that's the title of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, it's really good to wake your partner up in the middle of the night with your great idea to solve the problem. Cause you know, you live with your, you live with your employees. So you might as well take advantage. I think this year we have learned more about kind of boundaries and um, having that separation of work and relationship um, than we have ever before. Because I mean, with COVID, right? Like we are thinking about this, analyzing what we need to do with the business almost nonstop. And we spent, you know, three months like living and breathing it. And then I think ended up in a place in our marriage where we were like, we got to look at this. Yeah. So, I mean, and the, the upside is great. Like you, we've lived that, like we spent a month in Mexico right before COVID and we're, you know, toasting each other about how amazing we are because whatever. And so you're having dinner and you're on vacation that you're, you know, you, you've, whatever, you've seen the top of the mountain and you're, but the downside is really, really dark to you when you're both in the trenches together. Like when COVID hit a month after we got back from that and you're, you're thinking your whole, this whole thing might go away to, to be mired in that 24 hours a day with your business partner is really, really dark and really, really tough. And so establish one of the big things we've, we've implemented over this year is like to leave work at work and, and no matter if it's good or bad, but like really when we come home to try and just totally check out and not talk about work and it still takes prompts from the other person to say, look, I'm, we can't talk about work. Like I'm done. Like I'm done for the day and whether it's good or bad. And then, and then to be able to, to turn that off, but then to ask permission, like if you, there are times when it's worth something comes up and you want to talk about it in the evening over dinner. And so we'll actually, well, we've implemented the policy where you, you have to ask permission to talk about it because the other person might not be in that space and ready to talk about it at that. There might be totally checked out for the day. Like I said, my, my, uh, you know, reference to waking your partner up in the middle of the night to say, Hey, I've got this, like, that's not fair. And it's, and they might be. Well, think if you're bit like, if your business partner wasn't your spouse and you called them in the middle of the night to talk about it, or you called your employee at 8, 8, 8 PM, you know, like you have to treat that boundary the exact same way. Right. Right. Well, let's talk, let's talk strategy. You've already given two very good strategic um, points. One, don't talk about work separate work and relationship. And two, if you're going to talk about it, ask permission, which I think is an incredible point uh, for, for married couples running businesses together, uh, just to, to be intentional about the time you are going to spend and then uh, have discourse about it before you <laughs> move in. Yeah. yeah. So what are some other strategies? Like if we have a couple listening or a husband or a wife and their, or, or our girlfriend, fiance, whatever, who is now partnering Let's get real strategic. What are some other things that have have worked and not worked? 
As a gym owner, you know the importance of a social media presence. Even so, sometimes the consistency gets overlooked because you're busy. At Level Method, we've got your back, and it's why we offer a social media service. It's six professional-themed, relevant posts per week, and just like that, you've got more engagement and more impact. Go to levelmethod.com social. I think it's, first of all, you got you to know that you work well together and you got to work well under stress together. And my, my, this is a hard scenario to, to live out or play out. But like, if you guys get lost together and you start yelling at each other, like that's not a good sign. You know, like the, that scenario, like we got lost in Mexico a couple of years ago and no, we had no cell phone service. We had no nothing. And we figured it out and there was no argument like and, no. and we're, our relationship's not perfect we've we've had we have plenty of arguments but that was one of those examples of like okay we have to solve this problem and if we turn on each other it's going to be 10 times worse yeah and i think you have to make sure like you got to be honest about that if you guys when things get tough if you kind of get adversarial uh i don't think that's a good sign and you might not want to go into business together or you might want to do the work beforehand to get yourselves in a better spot you know, I mean, I think the biggest piece of advice I could give is like, make sure like owning a business together is not going to make your marriage better. So the most important thing before you embark on something like this is making sure that your marriage is shored up and that you guys are in a great spot. So if that means going and talking with a counselor for six months before and figuring that out, that's what you need to do. Um, because it's only going to make it harder and it will just shine a light on everything that's not working great. What is your biggest, what's your biggest hiccup still to date? I think it's not like a, for me, it's not a one solid thing. It's more of like when understanding the other person's workflow and how we work through things and learning to, like, I, I now know what Kenny needs from me as an employee. And I think he now knows what I need from him, but trying to figure that piece out and maybe like the timeline piece of things for him. Like I need to be really clear about like, at what point I'm going to get things done for him because that way he doesn't worry about it, you know? And like, for me, I need things to be organized. I need them to be in spreadsheets. I have to like, I'm very visual. And so when things are disorganized, that is really hard for me. Yep. And I run things in my head and I don't, yeah. so anyways, yeah, to talk about that. And I have 1 million Google Sheets. So yeah, join the club. It's the way. Yeah. But I think you will say now that that has helped us feel like it's fine to be in your head when you're just working by yourself. It's a lot harder when you bring somebody else on and you need to put what's in your head on a piece of paper so they understand. Yeah. I think the other big hiccup is distance does make the heart go a little bit fonder. Mm -hmm. And when you are, especially during, especially during COVID and during when you're at home, and you guys are working together all day. Like you're with, we're with each other 24 hours a day for the most part. And that's, you know, I love the heck out of you, but, and, and we've talked about this a lot, but like at a certain point we need our own space and you need to be your own person. And that makes the relationship better. And so like we now we have separate offices at home and we try and, you know, we try and keep that, we keep some separation and then designate, again, designating work time. And then we'll have date nights where it's like, okay, cool. Like, well, this is, I'm dating you now. I was working with you and those are different. Yeah. And it's cool to celebrate the wins and it's cool to talk mm-hmm. about some of those, but, but you gotta, I think it's really unsexy to talk about it this way, but like you have, you guys are co-employees like, mm-hmm. or, or we're co-employees. And, th- and another piece of advice of that is, is assigning the roles. And t- I always, I, I talk about this all the time, but roles and tasks and knowing what hat she wears and what hats I wear. And then when you're talking about work, it's, yeah, we talk about it in terms of like dreaming about the future and whatever we want to achieve. But when we talk about the nitty gritty of work, it's like, I'm wearing the certain hats and she's wearing other hats. And to talk to each other in those contexts is really important. And to speak the other's expertise in the things that like, you know, so I own nutrition, but I will ask Kenny's advice on things and he'll give it to me, but 
ultimately he trusts me to make the right decisions for that program because it's mine. And same with coaching, you know, um, I can give advice on how I think process should work and things like that, but like, it's his decision because that's his area. I would imagine that really helps a lot uh, in the employee interactions as well, because I was thinking, and I, whether it's employees or you have contractors, I was thinking the, the dad mom scenario where the kid will ask one and then go to the other when they don't get the answer they want. And mm-hmm. have you yeah. guys experienced that? A hundred percent. And what's funny is this morning I was at the gym um, and this is how clearly defined our roles normally are is like, I'm usually like process, like here's the technical way to, you know, I love zoom and loom and all the things. Um, So our employees just expect that anything process related like that is coming from me. Well, Kenny took over something um the ACH credit card thing and sent an email out yesterday an employee came to me and was like hey that link I don't think that link's right and I'm like I have no idea like what are you talking about and she just assumed because it was processed it came from me even though Kenny had sent it so I think that's like you're right like it gives your employees these clear paths to go down and it makes things more efficient and it helps you not feel like, you know, they're taking advantage of you in one way or you're trying to get the answer that they want. Yeah. Like in or- doing the org chart thing, again, roles and tasks and org chart, who answers to who, um, kind of the same thing. Yeah, I would think that is extremely imperative in this type of scenario. Um, so what are your guys' roles? Just out of curiosity, Jen said coaching for Kenny and Jen, you're obviously nutrition. What, how are you guys splitting those up? By, by the way, Kenny, we know now that you're not just the mayor of the gym. <laughs> well, so that's kind of, I mean, realistically, I, I'm kind of in that CEO role. Um, I, and that's, be, I have done every single thing at the gym. And so I have a good, I have perspective on everything. And so, and I have moved a bit out of that, uh, sorry, out of the gym, as far as the coaching, like I don't have clients and I don't have any classes. Um, and so my role is more CEO. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and Jen's a little bit more involved now with the, or not now, but Jen's more involved in the, in every day. Yeah. And so I, so I would say Kenny handles, like he coaches our coaches. Um, he handles like any of the like programming and then he also handles finances, um, he is just much better at that than I am. Um, I handle all the marketing and sales. I do nutrition. And then I handle like all of our client journey and any kind of technical things on the back end because I really enjoy that piece of it. That to say, this year, one of the things that I really realized was a gap, and this might be a big hiccup, is like me not understanding the finances as much as I needed too. Like he had, he, he had already always done it. And this year I really, because I think he needed me to understand like the decisions and why they impacted the bottom line. And so I have really learned how to read the profit and loss and like really understand the entirety of the budget. And I think even though you're in two lanes, like you both need to own that and look at it and understand it equally. Right. Yeah. So, um, hypothetically a couple reaches out to you and say, Hey, we really look up to you guys. We want to open a gym together. Uh, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Figuring out the vision and what you guys want to do and who's going to do what hypothetically, like that's the first place you, I think you would start. Like we, like we did our vision boards and we talked about it a lot, just hype, like just daydreamed about it. Um, and I know that kind of violates that, like keep work at work thing. But at this point, if that's the scenario, they're not, probably working together. And so I think you can spend your yeah. evening saying, mm-hmm. Hey, what is this going to look like? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? And having that shared vision and having those, and then moving forward okay, as far as the roles and tasks go, like who's going to do what and who wears what hat. Yeah. And then I think the second piece of advice is get a mentor, get someone that's going to like be the mediator, <laughs> you know, and be able to hold you both accountable. I think that was huge. Yeah. For us. Yeah. And potentially a, I think a marriage counselor, I think, I think people think that of that as, as a bad, like it's the last step before divorce and it's the other way around. It's like, we have business, we have a business coach 
now to this day and we will forever because it's not because we're in trouble, but we want to try and maximize what we're doing as far as our business goes. And the same thing goes for, for our relationship. Like how, why not maximize this thing and make it awesome or more yeah, awesome instead of just limping along. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I wanted to go next was uh, the marriage part, the marriage piece, uh, raising a child, working, you know, a lot because uh, you work in the business. So it's kind of always on. You already said that you, you turn it off at night, how successful you guys been at that. And what are some other things that you have found kind of imperative in maintaining a strong relationship? You, you've said so far, um, like counseling, or I think that's what you called it. Um, and uh, as well as turn, turning it off, turning work off. What are some things that you guys do to keep your marriage in good shape? This might seem counterintuitive, but I think it's having our own interests. Like, because we're together all the time, you need to have hobbies and interests and friends outside of each other. Like it is really important to make that a priority. And so like Kenny loves to hunt and be outdoors. And that's something that I would say like at least one weekend day a, a week, he's going and doing something on his own. And I love him to death, but I look forward to that time too, because I have certain interests that I enjoy without him. And then like, we take trips without each other. We take trips together, but we'll go places without each other too. Because again, like you're together all the time. You need that separation. You need to come back like with, oh, I saw this thing. And you know, like something that you haven't described to that person before. Right. Right. Yeah. I think you gotta, uh, I think that if I were to project on most of the people listening to this, they probably have stacks of books on fitness. If they're gym mm -hmm. owners, they have stacks of books on fitness. They have stacks of books on nutrition. They have stacks of books on business and they probably have zero books on or zero or one books on relationships and marriage. And that's just not like, we're all so hungry to, to chase the goal and chase performance and chase those other things. And, and we assume that our marriage is going to be there when we get back. And marriage has to be a priority. It has to fit in those, it has to be in those same categories and you have to work at it just as hard as you do everything else. So you need to listen to podcasts on it. You need to go to seminars. You need to read books. And like, we're not always great at this. And, but as soon as we sit down and say, Hey man, we're like, what's up? We're disconnected. I'm not, something's not right. We look at it and we say, okay, we haven't been doing our date nights. We haven't read any books on marriage together. We haven't done the, we haven't made it a priority. And as soon as we do that, like within a matter of like weeks, yeah. we're back. We're yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have had this conversation with many men that <laughs> said like, Hey, look, what, if something's going wrong at work, you know, mostly business owners, what, what, what do you do? It's like, Oh man, I'm in there and we are problem solving and we're finding resources. We're hiring an expert. We're, we're lining everything up. We're going to correct it right away. I'm like, that's the ticket to your marriage. It's, yeah. it's treating your marriage the exact same way, the exact same fervor that you walk in to your business and the, the seriousness you take with your business. Because if your marriage falls apart, there's a really good chance your business might fall apart too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, turn the turn the tides and think how would I how would I approach an issue in my business or in my career, and um, and then level up in the way that you approach your spouse. So that's yeah. encouraging you guys do that. What, uh, I mean, are you guys, what are you, let me put you on the spot. What are you intentionally doing right now? What kind of things are you winning at now? Well, we're reading, we've been reading like specifically what we're doing. Sure. Yeah. Um, we're just finished up the love languages book by Gary Chapman, which is Wonderful. honestly, we read it before and, I think it's a once a year read. Like it's just a really good reminder. Yeah, there's um, a daily devotional for that. We're yeah. reading that every day together. And we're doing we're doing a master class together, which has been a ton of fun. We're learning. So she, Jen's amazing in the kitchen. She can she knows. I don't know. It's it's overwhelming. I get I was intimidated to be in the kitchen. And so, anyways, master class. Uh, that's a there's a website and there's uh, we've been doing some cooking lessons together. A lot of cooking lessons yeah. together since we've been. That's so fun. Yeah. So we're so learning something that has nothing to do with our business. Yeah. And that is great. It's really great. 
Well, I really admire the things that you guys brought to the table. And I think a lot of people can learn um, from both of you how to be successful. And I think a lot of people dream of being in the same shoes that you're in and seeing the reality and the work involved is um, really important. So you guys are really intentional about a lot of things you do inside your marriage and your business. And that's something that I think is um, a key marker in success. So is there any other things that you guys would like to share that you feel like are intentional things that have been really pivotal for you? Yeah, I mean, I think for us in the last 12 to 18 months, the biggest change has been intentional goal setting via weekly meetings. So we have two weekly meetings. One is on Sunday, and that's purely a relationship. Um, so we talk about, we have a shared Google Doc because <laughs> we're nerds. That's good. That, and I would say that we've become more organized and intentional as the years have gone on. So it's not like we have always been this way, but we've just discovered ways to make this work within our marriage. And so um, we actually, when we go on our yearly vacation is usually when we'll do goal setting and we'll talk about personal goals, um, physical goals, um, things that we want to learn for the year, things that we like want as a family, as a couple, and then obviously financial goals for the gym. Um, And so then weekly, we'll sit down on like a Sunday morning, coffee, breakfast, and we'll go through those things. And we'll talk about how we're doing on them. That's when we'll decide like, what books are we reading right now together? Like, when is our date night going to be? Can you say like, hey, I want to go hunt on Saturday. Is that okay with you? And so we have this open line of communication so that we don't get in the scenario where it's like, oh, shoot, we haven't had a date night for six months. Or I just feel like you're always announcing that I'm going to do this. You're going to do this thing. And like, I feel left out of it and don't have time to like make things that I want to do a priority. So it really helps us stay like in really great communication and to keep like moving towards our goals. And then you want to talk about the business one? Yeah, I mean, that's so we have a weekly business one as well that's organized in this very similar fashion as far as we have certain things that we'll touch on as far as metrics and expenses. And, you know, it's a it's an ongoing document. So we'll talk about our actions from the last week and we get to touch base with each other on that side, their side of the business. So it, it's it great. helps organize those things. The separation is nice. It's, it's the way we treat business. So it should be the way we treat the things that are most important to us, our relationships. That's incredible. Now, um, I wanted to kind of segue into something you guys have brought up over and over again. And Kenny, I just know that you are a, a two-brain mentor, but I also know that there, the reason you didn't just do that just to do it. So you both brought up two-brain. What has that meant for your business? And when other people ask you like, hey, that's a lot of money. I can't afford it. Let's, let's kind of address some of those things that come up quite often with that. Oh man. So first of all, other than, other than hiring my lovely wife, <laughs> signing up with you rain was like the best, as far and away the best thing we've ever Absolutely. done. Just, you know, as far as knowing what best practices there are, having, having structure on how you need to operate your business um, and someone to hold you accountable for like, we all, you know what to do. Like, it's like the same with, we coach our, our people on nutrition and fitness. Like everybody knows what to do, but they need someone to tell them how to do it when to do it, hold them accountable and help them navigate the, the roadblocks through it. And, and the first thing we did when Jen came on, when Jen's surprise came on full-time was uh, sign up with T-Rain. Yeah. And I, our first call was um, with Josh in growth, uh, Josh Price, our, our mutual friend. And uh, that was just so nice to have that third party again, to talk through a lot of the things we've talked about today about who's going to do what, when are they going to do it? How are you guys going to stay out of each other's hair? And Hey, guess what? I'm an impartial third party to help make you or help you decide on what the best path for the business is according to what you guys have told me together. And I find that so rewarding. Um, half of the people that I work with, with two brain are couples. And I just get such a, uh, I get so energized by helping people walk the similar path that we did um, and talk about a lot of things that we've talked about today and make sure that they are doing those things. And to help people live. I mean, I think at the root of all of what we do, why we own a gym, why Kenny's a mentor is because 
We want to help people live their best life. Like there is so much out there. There's so much beyond the nine to five and feeling unfulfilled and feeling like you're stuck and helping people get to that other side where they have the freedom to make choices that feel best for them um, and to live a bold, vibrant life. Like there is literally nothing better than that. That's awesome. That's awesome. To wrap up, I want to ask you guys, you, you talked about that hike you were taking when you decided you're going to make a big change in your life. And then you've gone through these stages. Um, when you first had that vision, have you lived that vision yet? And if yes, how have you readjusted to continue moving forward? I think we've lived it for sure. I think there's been some of those moments where you, you like Jen, Jen got pretty emotional earlier about it, like how rewarding it is to, you know, you look across the gym and you, you see your partner doing what they do best and they're doing what you know, and you're doing it, you do best and they're doing what they do best and people are smiling, you're changing lives together. I mean, other than raising our son together and seeing and then having similar moments of like, oh my gosh, we created this amazing thing that's now kind of living on its own. And everybody's like, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's, there's nothing better in the world. Yeah. I mean, I, I think back to that vision board on the table in Santa Barbara and like everything that was on that list, like has happened. Mm-hmm. So, but I think your question is great because we constantly now have to be like, okay, are we okay in this moment? And then at what point are we like pushing towards adding to that vision board? And and I think it's a balance of being in that moment and really savoring it and reaping the rewards of all the hard work and being okay with feeling like, wow, it's, it's not heavy right now. It's light and I can enjoy it. And then like, when do you put the gas on again? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. readjusting, recalibrating, because mm-hmm. it sounds to me, that's why I asked, it seems like you guys have reached the place that you were ser- first searching for. And um, you got to keep moving that North Star a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, but I think we both are very goal-oriented, and sometimes it's okay to live in the thing that you've worked so hard to create and enjoy it for a moment, you know, and not yeah. feel guilty about that. That's really good advice. Yeah. yeah. You're very smart. Yeah, you too. (laughs) We should work together. (laughs) We should work together. I think I'm going to be called a matchmaker from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you guys very much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate both of you. Having us, Scott. Yeah, thanks, Scott. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this incredible episode of the Gym Mastery Podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button. If you enjoyed Jen and Kenny as much as I did, share this and uh, go visit them in Sandpoint, Idaho. Well, visit their gym. Don't don't bust it at all. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we hope that you have an amazing day.